1: Hey everybody, welcome into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you as always by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. This is a fun, casual conversation about the Buckeyes and the NFL draft, which is this week. These guys know the process well, and Nicole Cox has a bunch of stuff on her mind about (laughs) what's going to happen for the Buckeyes this week. It's going to be a life-changing moment. We had Jonathan Cooper in here a couple weeks ago, like 14, 15 Buckeyes that could all be drafted this week. And it's a nerve-wracking couple months for them as they go through the longest job interview and... Uh, preparation process imaginable, but um, probably going to be a good night for the Buckeyes on Thursday. Probably a good place to come watch it right yes. here. At mm-hmm. I'll Blue. be here. Right. I'll be
4: at the sawmill store watching it. Okay. I'm excited.
1: What I mean, what's going to happen? We know Justin Fields is going to go first for the Buckeyes, but um, what else will you be watching for with um, 15 really talented Buckeyes getting to make their dreams come true and make a bunch of money?
4: So as I was kind of looking at everybody that's, you know, going to be drafted, um, I – You know, there's been a lot of talk about Pete Werner and going maybe potentially end a first round, second round, and so I kind of had a question for Bobby because you guys play the same position. Coming out hot
0: today, I like it. I I don't. Hey, you can just leave, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like it.
4: But I did. I was wondering if you could break down like what makes him special and what you know his skill set is that you know everybody's talking about.
0: And how has he been so under the radar? Because I mean, he's a three-year starter,
2: right? I mean. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> none, of, none of those guys. I was like beating it. Justin Hillier talks the most, but like Tough doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Baron Brown. Like, I would, uh, it would drive me nuts at practice. Aww. None of them would say anything, and like you making the calls get we talk to each other. Like you can't hear it anywhere. <laughs> like you guys need to be vocal, and it's just tough because it's who you are. Like as a person. Mm-hmm. So you know Pete's a quiet dude. Like come, came in as a, he was a safety in high school. Came in, they you know they bulked him up. He runs really well. You know, Pistol Pete, Pete the Meat, pick pick your uh, <laughs> pick your name, whatever you like there for the guy, because you know, I used
1: he, to call him early on Bob in his career. I called him Peter Warner because he just reminded me. He of, looks like a Peter, like an account. Like a, he was, you know, Peter so Griffin. serious. and just like you're an accountant guy.
2: No, he's definitely not. A, he's he's more of a Peter, definitely not a PD. I mean, you could probably settle on Pete, but he's just a very business like guy. And when you watch a game. You're not sitting there like, Gosh, Pete made a great play here, made a great play there, like had mm-hmm. all these impact plays. But then when you watch like, okay, he's playing covering this tight end man to man. He's doing a pretty good job. The reason why you're not seeing it is because yeah. they're not throwing to him, or if they do, it's you know, a tough catch, contested ball, PBU. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't really you know, I didn't really remember him watching. Like, oh he had eight tackles. And they're not like tackles twenty yards down the line twenty yards down the field. I mean, he's making right around the line of scrimmage. And I was talking to some scouts on Pro Day there both both times just picking their brain about mm-hmm. these guys what do they think and there's a cu- couple of them they're like hey and that I talked to him, that hey uh you know Pete Warner like I said what do you think about Bear I'm asking all of these guys like Pete's gonna get drafted in the second round he's like I'm telling you right now like there's gonna be there's enough people I know that like him that are evaluating him mm-hmm. no one's talking about him because no one wants to talk about yeah. him too nobody much nobody wants to
0: have <laughs> to go up even higher it, to get him
2: because no they want him to fall to him mm-hmm. in the second like and fall to him somewhere in the mid to late second which like I could see him going high and he was He's a guy you can plug and play, you know, as your uh, Sam or Will linebacker, and he can be there for ten years, and you'll never be disappointed in that pick.
1: Jay Z, I think the other part of it is that these NFL teams, the scouts, the general managers, everybody that's evaluating him, they they see the last two years and get really excited. And the perception was a lot of people formed an opinion about him in twenty eighteen when he was oh. when mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't alone, mm-hmm. but it was his first year starting, and he was with a position coach that I think was clearly not maximizing the talent on hand. Don't, be, don't Bob, be crushing my man, Billy Davis. I mean, Bob can <laughs> Bob can argue with me all he wants on that, and he I'll defer to him in most situations. Billy Davis was not maximizing the talent on hand in 2018, and I think that people watched Let me heat it up now, man. Well, let's go. I like it. Let's go. People watched Pete Warner, and I think that they formed an opinion on him that he was never going to get any better, and he struggled. And he did get better, and whether that was because of Al Washington or just experience – Maybe you and I disagree about why that is, but he got clearly better, and I think that the perception of him as not being an impact player for Ohio State was 100% wrong.
2: So part of this, what else changed outside of the linebackers? I know
1: that the coordinator also Okay,
2: that's all I'm saying. (laughs) So when people are like, why are we playing our linebackers? Because they used to use the term mug. They'd walk both linebackers Mm -hmm. up into the A-gap right across from the center a lot of times. And when you do that, it's some high risk high reward stuff. You're pressuring the offensive line, the quarterback's staring right at you like if both these guys come and like one of them someone gets a blown protection like I'm getting yeah. I'm getting sacked right now. Yeah, I'm not gonna get my drop in. Problem is like if we do Matt block it up, and we can they're probably playing man behind it, and like maybe one of them has to cop out or fall off and he has to take the back. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great ability to get picked off and like you can't get to your mm-hmm. guy and you can't go make a play because you're right at the line of scrimmage. So it's a little feast and famine. And so I always pose this question. If your boss was telling you to do something a certain way and you continue to do it that way, even though everyone else said it was wrong, but your boss said that's the way to do it, you would still have a job. If your boss said do it another way and you're doing it that way and everyone says it's the (laughs) wrong way, you're probably going to do it the way that he wants it to or else you're going to be out of a job. And so that's the only thing. I had some conversations I don't necessarily think that Billy was the biggest fan of putting those guys in that situation (laughs) on a consistent basis. And in doing that, like, Pete really wasn't – none of those guys were even ready to be able Mm -hmm. to handle that. They weren't physically gifted enough athletically yet, like, and they're still growing. And then also, like, just schematically of knowing when you're up there and you're you're out of, like, your normal comfort position, things are going to happen fast, and you have to be able to anticipate, hey – this is the formation. I got to worry about A, B, and C right now because if they do this, they do A. I'm really in a yeah. pickle. So we've got to figure that out. Well,
1: Nicole knows that good bosses also listen to yeah. the people well, that they hire and work mm-hmm. with. I mean, that's true. Let's make some adjustments here. Mm-hmm. Like if if you need to put the chips back on the menu, and uh, if yes, yeah, that, that would be something. <laughs> Guys, I'm Where's working the on boss it. At? <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but speaking of which, fried mushrooms right here. Yes, got yes. appetizer several, Tuesday. Appetizer yes. Tuesday. So get those. Mm-hmm. Uh, $2 on Tuesday, um, and then we'll just work on that menu throughout the summer as we go. Um, Jay-Z, I know that uh, the guy you're watching, of course, is a quarterback, Most of us are. Yeah. You came in, you sat down, oh, you were reading God. this. Hold on, you, you, wreck- missed,
2: you weren't here for the pre-show meeting. Well, it's time to go to Justin on Justin now. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, Justin, <laughs> the on Justin on section. Justin. Justin on Justin accountability? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he was telling me about this story. I, I don't know the author. I don't know the quality of this scouting report, but I know you're enamored by it.
0: What? I just I, I couldn't believe reading this. Um, and it's I mean it's an article why Trey Lance is the better option for the bad, forty forty nine bad 49ers. start. Well and head. I want to say I just I, you know I had never heard of Trey Lance until this whole thing started happening because he didn't play last year, right? I mean he had one season. Um, I don't follow wherever he goes he to school that closely. Dakota uh, yeah, the, North Dakota what? State? yeah, North Dakota
1: State. One aa powerhouse Yeah. I'm sorry, uh FCS Powerhouse. Yeah, is that what it is now? The, the bison.
0: Well, anyway, so I'm 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 trying to decide how he's made his way to where he's made his way. Probably you know? by not playing. Well, year. probably right. Exactly. Um. And so I just Googled, you know, Trey versus Justin.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Dan oh, versus Dave.
0: And you, yeah, <laughs> it was weird what came up. A few things, but no. Anyhow, uh, we first go. article. Here we go. Let's just Berg's go. Here. not even on the show yet. <laughs> going off the rails. Mac Jones, pocket quarterback, ex- exceptional accuracy, anticipation, decision making, non athlete. Reminds this guy of a CJ Bethard. Mm.
1: Well, Burt Hard. That, that's who you want to build around, yes. CJ Bethard.
0: So he's the backup
2: quarterback in Jacksonville. Yeah.
0: Fields, dual threat. For how long? Exceptional athlete and accuracy. Rare combination. Yeah, that's good. Terrible decision maker. I'd question that, yeah. Yeah. Hesitant in the pocket, holds the ball too long with you. Maybe, at times. He held a ball a little long. Maybe his first year. Maybe not so much last year.
1: Jay-Z, if you're an exceptional athlete, though. Oh, well, you can do that. Exactly. No, you that, yeah. Use your athletic ability. That's interesting how yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah exactly. sense
0: applied. Uh, let's see. He holds ball, turns it over when he's under pressure. Mm. How many turnovers did he have? Mm,
1: very few outside Gosh. of two games.
0: I mean, I can probably count on one and a half hands. I think,
1: what, five career interceptions, I believe? Yeah,
0: okay, so one. Boom, there you go. Lance, dual threat. Exceptional athleticism and decision making mm. off of his one year, which what, was he a freshman or was he a red sure freshman? It
1: a, no, it had to be later in his career because North Dakota State uh, keeps those guys around for a while. Mm,
0: yeah. He did call all the protections and route combinations. Who believes that? I don't. <laughs> That's the line of scrimmage when he was 19. I don't think any coach at North Dakota State is just going to say, hey, man. Go. Hey, here's your first year
1: starter. Yeah, first
0: year starter. Go out there and call that game. You got it, brother. Uh, <laughs> but he's not accurate. So, that, I mean, that's the one downfall in Lance. Well, Justin. never burned the 49ers before. <laughs> or, or anybody. Or anybody. And, you know, I would
2: uh, argue is the accurate this is the most important thing. thing. It's the hardest thing to yeah. probably teach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, I mean. So, what did you learn from that, Jason? I learned that there's a lot of dumb people out there writing articles. <laughs> Not on com. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Very bright people here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, make sure they got that on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying, uh, Justin to me has to be. I, I think all this is just smoke screens and everything. I think he has to be the second quarterback taken. Uh, I don't even know about this Zach Taylor kid from BYU.
2: Zach Wilson. Or Wilson. He's yeah, brother. sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he was good. He throws the ball well. I just I think if Justin is there with his athleticism and you're at the top of the draft anyways, which means you're probably not very good. It probably helps that you have somebody that can help you out and get get out of trouble. I, I, it's just amazing to me. I like Mac Jones more than other more than most people do. Probably, I mean, you know, everybody talks about how his team was so great. Well, you're gonna have the same kind of athletes at the NFL level. So if you can be good with that, you you probably can translate that to the NFL. But Justin. After Trevor, even with Trevor, gosh, there's a part of me that says Urban, go ahead and draft the man. <laughs> like, you saw him. You know people that have been around him. He's not going to be bad for your program, right? Um, but Trevor's going to be the guy. He's already said that. Justin has to be to me. I would be. I'll be more surprised than not. I can't say that because they've already said Zach is going to be the guy in yeah, which New is York, the, right? And- Unless that's a huge smokescreen, you know? biggest one yet. It would be the biggest one. But after he – say he goes to the Jets. If, if Justin doesn't go, I, I just think that's the wrong pick. Um, Trey Lance, a kid who's played one year, didn't sit out, he, versus a kid who fought for the Big Ten to get back into the season, to have a season to play, right. when he could have sat out and probably been the second pick of the draft. Would have been. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's mind-blowing to me. So I think the NFL teams are smart. They, they understand – and I just think a lot of games are being played, and they have been being played for the last month,
1: yeah, Nicole, we had to like basically make Justin Fields ineligible from winning Buckeye leaves because he was yeah, such every a, week. he was so consistent and he performed at such an elite level I mean, a few I've seen few players ever like him, and I just this whole process has made me think that I'm taking crazy pills now granted, we see Justin Fields week in and week mm-hmm. out. We watch him a lot closer than we ever would have Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, and you know we did see Trevor Lawrence a couple of times in person, but just watching Justin Fields and what it takes to play here, and the way he handled it, I and just, his I don't growth, understand it.
4: his growth over the years. I mean, just watching Grower. how he he learned from every play that he did or every mistake. It's just, and I when you were saying the decision making, like he's not a good decision maker. I didn't feel that way at all. <laughs> exactly. If any, yeah. I mean, I just. I thought he was like the best mm-hmm. I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, because in those situations, I mean, each situation's unique, you know, and they have to make a decision in a split second, you on know? Every, and I on I've,
1: every play, multiple decisions. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: And so I when people write on things like that, I'm like, if you're not in the position, you have no idea what it's like, you know, to have to make a decision that quickly and the pressure and every element that goes along with it. So
2: And so this year I go with a lot of guys, I try to temper the expectations on film especially for schools that were having, like, massive COVID issues, guys in and out. Thinking think it's Michigan State. Would they have two of their five offensive linemen that were playing? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's that makes a big difference. <clears throat> you're now
0: you're there. trying to say Rocky was the man up there?
2: Yeah, I mean, so you're trying to you – know, you're playing those guys. You're trying to figure that thing out. I mean, there there's a lot of issues. And even for the linebackers, the, like, all these different positions, there was just – it was so disjointed. So I would put more weight on a previous year's film if that's better to me. And then I'd also look at the end of the season, once you finally able to wrap it up, and that's why I just keep going back to, you know, he, he played really well against Clemson. Didn't play bad against Alabama. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot there. Put together a night, couple drives early on that looked really good. You know, the Northwestern game, they were bound and determined not to let them throw on them. And mm-hmm. if you want to force them. They're a three- top three defense in the country, yeah. right? I mean, They have a first-round corner, and they're going to say, you're not throwing the football on us. Mm-hmm. We're going to get deep. We're not giving you up the big shots. You have to take stuff underneath. I think some of that was probably on Ryan as well. Mm-hmm. And then they finally decided, "Hey, we can just run the ball for yeah. 400 yards. <laughs> We're going to do you that."
1: Know, <laughs> the weirdest part was that they could always do that from the from the start of that mm. game. Oh yeah. And it took till halftime they're like, "Well, let's just and We what tried get this, it. yeah." But that's not on Justin.
2: Because you can't throw 50 yard touchdown passes if you're not throwing the ball. And so like everyone wants <laughs> to see that stuff. And it's like, dude, just take, tw- you're getting 12 yards yeah. of play running it at least. So they finally made that switch. So it's like, I'm not going to put that on the quarterback. If you want to drop eight and do this super soft umbrella coverage just so that no one gets deep, okay, you can do that. And it's up to the coaches then to make that adjustment. Plus,
1: when you don't have Chris Olave and Jackson Smith in that game, I mean, that's all of it was adding. Yeah. Like, adjust the game plan. Mm-hmm. They did, and they won the game. Another Big Ten championship. for Set State records. Fields. The part that really has infuriated me was last week with uh, the medical leak that mm. came from the NFL, and that's that happens in this draft season every year to somebody. Justin Fields doesn't need uh, my sympathy. He doesn't want my sympathy. But the way he's been talked about beyond the insane stuff that were scouting report on the field, the way he's been talked about off the field uh, quite honestly pisses me off. It was – no journalist should do what what was done last week, talking about that medical issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that person doesn't want it out there, I know that that happens, Bob, to guys in the NFL all the time. You have injury reports. This is different. Um, this is a condition that never kept him from playing games or practicing. wasn't impacting his performance in any way. If he wanted to talk about it, he could have done so multiple times in the last two years or at any point in high school. He didn't just develop the situation. And I don't, I don't even like talking about it. It wasn't a secret to people. Uh, who covered the team closely, it obviously wasn't a secret to the medical staff or his teammates or his coaches. It wasn't some hidden secret that they needed to unearth about Justin Fields. He could have talked about it on his own multiple times. So to, to thrust this on him late in the game I think is grossly unfair and was journalism malpractice. That's from me. That's not – I don't understand it. We could have reported on that multiple times if we wanted to. It didn't impact anything. If he wanted to talk about it, been happy to do so. But he didn't. And then somebody leaks it, and uh there's privacy laws and everything else involved. I thought that that was way across the line
2: yeah it's uh it's unfortunate like you said, if he would have missed games because of it, mm-hmm. or there was times where yeah. he was missing practice and you had documented issues with it all right now it's something that's serious, and i'd heard uh, I just heard today that because I thought Denver might be a, like I'm like that's the lowest place they could, he would go he needs a quarterback, and someone said that they had heard that, you know, potentially he had they had to take him off their draft board due to the altitude and epilepsy and would that impact it. I don't even know. I was like, I'm going to have to research, talk to some doctors to see if that's something that's even real. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And if it is, I understand the Broncos. And, and they would have mm-hmm. known that independently from this report. Obviously, it's in his medical stuff. I'm impressed that Ohio State, his teammates, his coaches, and the trainers and the doctor, doctor staff, that this didn't come out while he was mm-hmm. a player because, frankly, it's no one else's business. I was impressed that, obviously, it didn't come out of Georgia while he was down there. And like you said, Hassan, I'm very disappointed that, you know, and even Rappaport's tied in with the NFL as well as anybody. And so he's getting that from people who are in the notes. It wasn't wild speculation. No, it wasn't. Like he, was told, accurate information. Yeah. he was told this so that this would be made public. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just very disappointing to me that that's where we are now. Are you going to do this to a young man, something that doesn't impact his draft status at all publicly? It should not be talked about. It's a medical condition that no one knew of.
0: And, and the reason nobody knew of it is because it hasn't really affected him when it comes to him playing football or, you know, being a part of a program. So, you know, moving forward, you would expect the same type of
1: – Well, and that's, that's the key difference for me, Jay-Z, with having that knowledge and then and crossing over that line to report it. If he missed – if the starting quarterback for Ohio State missed two games and there was no explanation why mm-hmm. – then this would have come to light. Guess what? He didn't miss any games. He didn't miss practice time. He wasn't unavailable for his teammates. Somebody who has a sprained ankle. Well, you say, what's the difference in reporting about that? Well, you're going to play a game or not play a mm-hmm. game. People, you can argue, Bob. If, if, if well, that's this
2: isn't. This is a genetic condition. This isn't an injury. No. Yeah. And like, so there's there's like differences with that, and you know, all of us have you know children up here, and you start looking at things like there's certain things you're born with. Like that's a fixed situation that he cannot control at all. And it's something that they've managed and it hasn't impacted them. And apparently it's, you know, hereditary to his family. Yeah, they manage it. And so oh, it's like you, you look at your kid, like you figure out the best way to kind of handle that stuff. And so it's just, it's not pertinent to the game of football unless it's with one of those teams. And maybe there's an altitude issue and some other stuff. But this isn't like something that you watched happen or it's, you know, a muscular skeletal thing. Like this is something that's real.
1: Nicole, are you as are you as worked up about this as I am? You know. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, I, I. You know, I get worked up for things, especially like this. I mean, honestly, I didn't go into journalism for this exact reason because I loved the idea of journalism and um, wanting to be on the news. I interned with the news, and but I could not. Fathom the idea of ruining someone's life or talking about information that is, you know, private to them because right. mm-hmm. it, like you said, it does not. Aff- I could report on things that, um, may, you know, have to do with football if it affects what he's doing his performance but it doesn't so it's nobody's business and if anything I just think that makes him that much more amazing that he's never used it as an excuse or anything Mm. I mean we never knew about it so for him to be dealing with that on a personal level I think is I think that just makes him that much greater of a person and a player too as well
1: I think sometimes people forget that we're not covering the White House or you know This isn't uh, whitewater or some. He doesn't owe
0: anybody that explanation of yeah, you know I, what he has to deal with or. So like, I feel yeah. like feel like the, there's a few things that come out about Justin Fields. We're just like, wow, what is going on here? Are they trying to assassinate his character or something? Well, the things you know? the
1: things that must have been coming from I don't know Athens, Georgia about his work ethic because that never was discussed by any of his high school teammates, his coaches. No. That's all glowing reviews. Yeah. They will still talk about the way he worked. Um, and then there's one year here, and then the last two years, to ask anybody in the Woody Hayes Athletic yeah. Center about the work ethic and when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Like how much he a, cared that they had a
0: season, right? So how
1: much emphasis are you going to put on that one year where there might be an ax to grind about what happened to their quarterback mm-hmm. position after yeah. he left? <laughs> like you have all this other information, mm-hmm. and then the focus becomes one person, maybe at one place, with a clear uh, uh, vendetta against oh. it. And then you're like, well, let's report this. And then the, that's the headline. First, and then boom, it takes last, off. Last like guy a in, and first guy out. That's not the Justin Fields that was here for the last two years. What are we doing?
2: Yeah, uh, mind blowing. It's, it's tough because you look at Trey Lance. No one knows about North Dakota State. You look at uh, Zach Wilson. Like no one. I mean, mm. BYU. You know, they're known, but they're not someone that mm-hmm. has a big fan base following. Trevor Lawrence has basically been baked in. You know, Mac Jones is just. There's not a whole lot of sizzlers, nothing really there. Mm -hmm. He won a national championship and has great numbers to back it up. And so Justin's you know, the guy at Ohio State that did struggle with points in time this year. I mean, there were some highs and some lows. Um, But he played at Georgia. There's all this stuff that surrounds him. So he's just been the best story. And part of it is, I think, the reason this is happening is San Francisco, I don't think they're going to take him. I think they're going to ultimately probably take uh, Trey Lance now. And I think – they like Justin. I don't know why they're going to go with, you know, Trey Lance over him. I just, if you're going to tell me it's like Trey Lance or Mac Jones, I feel like, okay, well, I don't think they traded up to go get a guy who's just going to be pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least Trey Lance, they talk about having a characteristics characteristic. All right, that's your guy. The fan base out there wants Justin Fields. And so I think a lot of this has been placed out there to be like, listen, mm-hmm. there's this, there's this, there's this, and trying to, like, incept these thoughts into the fan base <laughs> to make them happy about the pick when they're going to probably be furious when they take Trey Lance. And hopefully he pans out. I mean, I hope the guy's great. I really do because I don't want to see anybody struggle. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, it's going to be a lot of weight on him to win people over who are not going to be happy with it.
0: I just don't understand how you can have two guys who you can, you're going to say the same thing about them, right? Very athletic, very strong arm, smart kids, good quarterbacks. One played in the Big Ten for two years and had six, seven interceptions. One played at North Dakota State for a year, didn't have any interceptions. Those are different styles of football. <laughs> I mean, come on. Game in and game out in the Big Ten is way different than anything that he's going to see in North Dakota State. And now I know small school quarterbacks have went to the league and been very successful. It, it happens. But I just don't understand how you can watch one year of film on a guy who's playing his first year and then watch, you know, at, a, at, that, at that level and then watch Justin Fields – play two years in the Big Ten and dominate <laughs> and just be like, oh, uh-uh. this kid is the special yeah. one, the one out there and wherever the heck that is. Yeah. He, he didn't play last year, but... We, oh, listen, we got to take him. He's just out off the charts. It's, it's mind-blowing.
1: Jay-Z's going to leave and do so much research on North Dakota <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: No, I'm not. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. they're, they're green
1: and yellow. Okay. Um, Nicole, what else is going on at Roosters? Uh, obviously, come here on Thursday night. Yes, open. draft. And Friday. Yeah. Well... Yeah. All, mm. day yeah, I, and all day Saturdays. Yeah, all day Saturdays. I shouldn't as well. exclude the other rounds. You're right, Bob. There's more. The other than rounds one round are here.
4: great. We have, I mean, we have a lot of other Buckeyes that'll be in those That's rounds. Right. So. My mistake.
1: My mistake. I apologize to everybody else.
0: <laughs> and they're like all day long. So Thursday night is just Thursday night. You can come in yeah. Saturday and start at 11 o'clock and go all day, baby. That's the place to be. <laughs> Anything else going on in Roosters,
4: Nicole? Um, nope. Just the draft this week and then appetizer Tuesday tomorrow, guys. Fried mushrooms. Mm. Um Yeah. So and weather's getting nicer. Mm-hmm. So the patios are great. degrees to tomorrow. Exactly. Let's go.
2: Exactly. Know. You know what, Nicole? One time we may have you do a power rankings for the appetizers here at Roosters. Okay.
4: I'm happy to do it.
2: We, we, we I could I break do that my, down in the like, off season.
4: I need to look up the numbers because I can go by my personal opinion. That's, that's what we want.
1: The panel has yeah. to. I think. Vote. Yeah.
0: I think. I think we need to all come up with our list. And then we
1: already know what Jay Z thinks about this week. But yeah. I'll make up for it. I'll take all these home with me. Oh man,
0: yes. Linda's look's gonna get some fried <laughs> mushrooms tonight.
4: You either love them or you don't. I like mushrooms. You know. So you either like them or you don't. People well, like mushrooms. And or if they you don't.
1: don't like the appetizer Tuesday this week, guess what? It's gonna be. a I deal. know. It'll change. Something great next week. That's right. Yes. It will be great. Nicole, always great to have you
2: on some great stuff from her Ooh.
1: we're going to bring in Berm he's got some recruiting stuff that we're going to okay. talk about made hey. it also maybe
2: related to Joe Berm oh I heard about well. this yeah in our pre noted vampire and former uh- pre-meeting Former Indian Naps coach from back in the day.
0: (laughs) We'll talk about all of
1: that after we take this quick break and let Nicole go do her real job as Letterman Live rolls along live at Roosters.
3: Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise.
1: They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time.
4: All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference.
3: Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation.
4: Thank you, Roosters Foundation.
1: Hey, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. That's Berm. He's here. Uh, He still didn't bring the signs, though. Mm. I
3: don't have any signs. Uh, (sighs) about that. He has him in the back of
1: his car, so when he goes I
3: have the signs. Highway, Here's a sign. You're absolutely right. The talk about Justin Fields has to come from Georgia. Okay? Like, where else would that be coming from? It's it's absolute <laughs> garbage. Oh. You know, <laughs>
2: Here's the thing. It's
3: like not that hard to put the no, pieces it's, together. No, it's so bad. Here, and Bob, I'm going to, just before you, perfect. Before you say something insightful and intelligent, <laughs> I'm going to ramble. Um, so
1: Or loaded with innuendo.
3: As somebody who, it's two options. As somebody who, He's like, fortunate enough to cover these kids when they're younger and they get to know, you know, the high school coaches. Young dudes. There was never a conversation about Justin Fields in that way, all right? So, but when you listen to the way that Georgia media would speak about Justin Fields after he committed to them and after he signed, like, he was, he was their hero, okay? It was like, Justin Fields is it. And I'm telling you, the... Fifteen minutes after he announced he was transferring to Ohio State, I got calls and texts from Georgia recruiting guys. Oh, Hurdy's stupid. Hurdy can't. read. can't. <laughs> good good Herdy luck. Can't read. He's
1: a run first guy. He's oh, the he, one that they you know people reaching out to me like I'm gonna I'm just shocked if it works for. him.
3: Oh, there's no way he can handle Ryan Day's offense. He's he hasn't picked up the Georgia offense. read
2: offense though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's crazy.
3: It, it, it was instantaneous. They went from mm-hmm. talking about how great he was to saying that he couldn't read. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, uh, you guys realize, <laughs> like, it, it's easy to see through this, right? I mean, and you just hope that. When you break, your girlfriend
2: breaks up with you, right? man. She was the best, and now dude, she's got this and that, all these problems. That's not the You br- don't crazy. Crazy.
1: You don't go ask, like, the no. ex-boyfriend for advice <laughs> on your current girlfriend. And like,
3: I think it's going to work out great for Justin no matter what. I just wanted to, to get up piece of that in there because he's going to end up in a good situation the further he drops,
0: yeah the better it is i think
3: i mean look at aaron Rodgers' in a way. Career, you know what i mean he's not put in a position where he has to go into a place like new york which is going to eat him up like they will do anyone or san francisco or denver with its rotating quarterbacks good for him like i i hope he finds a spot that's going to be that's him. i've heard carolina at eight is still one that is, is thinking about him even though they just traded for sam donald
2: how about to the quarterback graveyard at 20 in chicago
3: mm, see that's a nightmare
2: if he's, a, if he's there at 20, something is gone. That, that would be wild. seriously wrong. That's why I joked with Brandon Beam, who I hosted them on the morning, I'm like, would you be happy to get him or sad for him <laughs> <laughs> if, if somehow he ended up in Chicago? Oh, but there's Justin, there's all the talk about him, and then
3: there's Wyatt Davis, who people are now thinking is like a fourth-round mm-hmm. pick. I'm like, how does this happen? This guy was mm-hmm. one of the best offensive linemen in, in the Big Ten. He's an all-decade decade, Big Ten mm-hmm. Offensive lineman. And now we're talking about, like, what what happened from last November to now?
2: Well, and the interesting thing about Wyatt Davis is there's not, like, a lot of bad film that you could find, like, he got beat up. You know, you could go through it and look like, well, this was a really bad game. Or the fact that he has some sort of trait, physical trait, that isn't great. Now, he's got to move, work on his feet a little bit and maybe finish, like, with balance. But a lot of people were like, man, he's a mauler. He does a lot of things well. And then a lot of times too, coaches, especially older guys, they ultimately lean back on this, like pedigree, and the fact that his grandfather's in the Hall of Fame, and <laughs> you now his dad did have a really severe leg injury that he was never able to come back from and play in the NFL. I remember when that. He, that, yeah. was,
3: that was so bad when he played at uh, ESU. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's tough. You know, he, but I understand. You know, he'd been talking trash to that guy for a long time. Blew out his knee. Yeah. Um, Alvin Mack, that would be. But outside of that, I mean, his grandfather's a Hall of Famer, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Charlie Davis, so, like, they, some people say he had, like, 250 sacks. Like, they didn't even record him back then. Like, he'd have, like, 16 sacks in a game. So, I mean, like, he has all these things that would lead you to believe. And there's no, like, glaring character flaws. Yeah. He found, hey, you feel like eight drug tests, or he's had, like, two... DUIs that no one knew about. Like, everything off the field. Or that silly. they did know about, it and they're still going they to talk about and it. And they're still <laughs> take him as the number three quarterback. Some, some
1: players do have two DUIs, and it doesn't seem to hurt them at all. But uh, that's neither here nor if, there. That's, that's a great point, though, Bobby. Like it, All the things that should be helping Wyatt Davis all decade, the fact that you, you talked about last year and the footwork, he was playing on one leg. He was hurt yeah. basically all year, uh, didn't want to get surgery because he wanted to be out there for the team, ops out, ops back in. All those things should be working in his favor, and for whatever reason, they're not helping him. It's not helping Josh Myers.
0: Uh, yeah. People just hate Ohio State. Well, What's the it, deal? I mean, the NFL doesn't. I mean, I know that the coaches and GMs there like guys coming from our program, but it just seems
1: – That's right. This whole draft process an, for Ohio State this year has just been upside down. It I has don't, been I don't strange.
2: It. Well, because it, it all comes down to this. I think people are a little bit upset because they pushed it to get done in the Big Ten. And I'm glad Ryan talked about it a little bit, and I, wish, I hope he hammers this a little bit more. In the NFL, the one thing and it's the toughest to measure. It's really, really hard. Is how much guys love football, mm-hmm. and do they get there and finally get paid a little bit? And it's like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shut, made it. And you're shut, shut it down. down. You could argue that the guys at Ohio State who came back and all decided to play, Sean Wade, Wyatt Davis, and now Justin Fields, hurt themselves more than anybody else. And mm-hmm. I guess in our mind's eye of watching and the perception of them and playing, or they could just be like Micah Parsons said. Deuces, I'm wow. out, or, or Bateman, or a lot of these other guys yeah. that no one's bringing up. And that's what Ryan, like I, when I talked to him, he, you know, he said it in his presser, like, you know, I don't know, he was very subtle, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of how he described it. He's like, you know, he came back and played with some of those other guys. You those
1: guys opted out and they opted out. don't talk about him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's just oh, okay, well we don't even bring that up. And I'm not saying it's <laughs> crazy. I'm not saying that should be a massive negative for those other guys. But if you're not gonna hold it as a negative to them, it should be a plus in the other category for the guys who decide to come back who, okay, they hurt their draft stock. Well, yeah, because they didn't give a full offseason, so disjointed, they chose to go out there and play under these conditions, knowing it probably wasn't going to be as good.
1: Certainly didn't help uh, Sean Wade. It'll be interesting to see where exactly he lands this week. Um, but for the current and future Buckeyes, Berm, what's. What happened over the weekend on yeah. the yeah, that's Trail? Yeah, big news. Has it ever happened before? Explain it. I mean, it has. I talked to his mom okay. so
3: on the morning okay. news this morning. It's actually somewhat ironic in that Indiana, I think, is the last team to flip an Ohio State commit in the Big Ten. Who's your uh, for coming, man? That was, uh, Who's your dad? Well, that run, <laughs>
1: didn't really work out for him. Running
3: back, running back Samson James in the class of 2019, the Buckeyes replaced him with Marcus Crowley. Um, you know, it, it's just one of these situations where if you recruit kids that you – You know, you recruit kids intentionally that have great families and that come from, you know, an idea of people who want to be around their brothers and a brotherhood. And and all of a sudden, okay, well, now my two brothers and my dad are at Indiana. It sort of defeats the purpose, I guess, of trying to convince them that you should still stay at Ohio. Screw your family. (laughs) (laughs) Screw them. I mean, I get it. Like, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are going to see it on the outside looking in and see Desan McCullough and a top 50 prospect and think, okay, well, this kid needs to make a business decision. But as we talked about this morning, like with name, image, likeness stuff coming, with the things that are possible, why not just make it, you know, the first family of Indiana football, and your family can be everything for Indiana for the next decade. It's now certainly that doesn't compare to what life as a Buckeye is for people, or once you mm-hmm. leave Ohio State. Um, but when you have your entire family in that spot, it's hard to it's hard to walk away from that.
0: Yeah, I think it's good for Indiana. I think it's good for the kid to make that be able to sit back and make that decision, saying, man, I just. <sighs> I'm leaving Ohio State, but I'm doing it because of this. You know, my dad, my brother, um, you know, just being around them for four years and sharing those special moments with the family. I mean, it's just – it's pretty cool. And I don't think you see it much nowadays, but uh, I root for Indiana. I think I think it's great to see them uh, kind of getting things going, and, you know, this is just going to continue to help
2: them. And so the reality is his dad would have probably only got to see him play one game mm-hmm. a year. Like that's maybe a second on a bye week, if like mm, things yeah. matched up. Well, then
0: you got a mom going to one yeah. or the game or the other, you know. I mean, it's it's
2: tough. When his dad's younger, you know, he's still coaching, and um, you know, and he's he's a very talented young coach. But you want to play with your brothers, you never get to see them play mm-hmm. really otherwise. And so I, I liken this a little bit. You know, Joe Burrow was down at Athens. His dad's the head coach of, or the defensive coordinator at Ohio University, and you know, he, he wanted to know what was best. Like he, I think, if Joe didn't come go here, I think he w- probably would have went to Ohio University. And just so he could have been around his dad and they you know could have been together. He comes here ultimately, you know, and then he transfers to LSU and his dad, you know, retired from coaching. And I think he probably still would have wanted to. He could still do it and he was still doing it at a great, really high level. My brother was down there with him right up until he left. And he, I had conversations with him about this. But Jim, Jim it's like, hey, you know – I want to be able. You want to be able to watch your kid yeah. play. You had no idea what was going to happen, and yeah. so yeah. there is that tie there. And you, I can. You can understand it. If you would have flipped and went to Penn State or heaven forbid, like Georgia or Tennessee or something like that, I think people could get upset about it. But no one still really views Indiana as a viable threat. You love to have the kid. You understand a hundred percent why it happened, and he's not like. He's an Ohio kid ish. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he was born in from. Cincinnati, right. Mm-hmm. That's where his family's from, but it's not like he grew up here. Yeah, he grew up in Bloomington.
3: Yes. When his dad was the coach there before, before his dad took the job with the Chiefs. So it, it's one of these situations where you just don't, you just kind of throw your See, hands. Good out. for, good, yeah. for, good for yeah. you, man. But it made that's, me think, like, as two guys who played football at Ohio State or from Ohio, who grew up, you know, dreaming of wearing scarlet and gray, what would it have taken for you to
0: decommit?
2: I mean, I didn't commit to it almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. almost that. I did
0: commit. Almost. I'm not gonna get into it. No, <laughs> oh, but look, I think we should probably get into it. I think. <laughs> no, he didn't know. He was that. just
2: talking about a, a bag of cash. I think. You yeah. Or something.
0: Nah. <laughs> just you well, know.
2: Berm said no. It has to be Venmo because they can't. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> take the visits. And you like, just, what just what if, as long as you yeah, put in the description. Can't show up in person yeah, to actually get the bag. You gotta hide your
1: notifications, right? You put
3: it in the description. You put the dollar sign with wings on it. You put the dollar sign with wings
1: on it. Put the McDonald's. McDonald's logo. And they're just. Flying into your pocket.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> so, oh, okay. They didn't have Venmo in 2002. Jay-Z is sitting on a story. No, it's not a story by any means. But, I mean, back then, I recruited – or I, I committed so early. I mean, I recruited half the yeah. class, I feel like. So, it probably would have been really weird if, you know, <laughs> well, late in, I'd be like, ah. There's –
3: there's, Desan McCullough has been a extremely is, important part of Ohio State building the 2022 class Yeah,
0: so it's kind of the same so,
3: deal. So, now he's going to be out there trying to recruit kids to Indiana. So – Good luck. I, I guess <laughs> – you know that 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 sort of transition I mean, this is a kid who was waiting for months for an Ohio State offer like i mean we talked before he got, got the offer before he committed every time we talked what are they saying are they going to offer they're going to offer they're going to offer and finally they they offer and he commits almost immediately mm-hmm. it never this wasn't someone who was going to go to penn state or go to tennessee or go to no. georgia or anywhere this was a kid who was Locked in at Ohio State, and then his entire world changed in two months when his entire family moved, and is now going to Indiana. So, I mean, for those people who are out there on the outside, they're going to say, "Oh, that's stupid. That's a bad business decision." Maybe, well, but I mean, it's not not your decision to
2: make. Part of the reason I ended up coming to Ohio State and it worked out for me is, you know, it was probably the, the best choice anyway. But there was other places I had good relationship with coaches, and I thought maybe you know would have been a better fit potentially. But it ultimately came down to the fact that I grew up 40 minutes from here, and I wanted to still be able to go and catch my brother's games if I could mm-hmm. on a bye week or on Thursday. We got out of practice. My 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 third brother's a freshman. One year I could go like watch his games when he was playing here and get there and be able to see that, and that was important. And that was a big that was a big piece of it for me. So I can never sit here and besmirch somebody and say, "Hey, well, you're making a decision for your family, even if you don't think it's the best football decision." The reality is. If Sam McKellar is really good, he's gonna get drafted mm-hmm. to where he should be in the. Re- also, you look at where Indiana is, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That they're playing really good yeah. football right now, and I think that that's only going to continue to increase. So and he'll get on the field much earlier. Mm-hmm. He will.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's great. I mean, that's why I came. Same thing, Bobby talking about coming to Ohio State. You know, I had a sister at OU. I had a brother at Ohio State. Yeah, parents are two hours away. Like. It, it's a no-brainer. You think you're going to live here the rest of your life, more than likely you are? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Columbus is a great city. I think the the intrigue is not – his
1: decision is understandable, but, Burm, if you're looking at Ohio State moving forward, you just you know that they almost need a, a linebacker immediately, and then mm-hmm. your next recruiting class just loses a decommitment from that position. I think it's that's why there's more talk about it. Even if you understand why Nassan McCullough isn't yeah. going to Indiana, you just sit there and go, well you – know, I don't know. This situation looks dicey at linebacker, and yeah. then you just throw that on top of it. Yeah, you lose your best four linebackers
3: a, a year ago and Baron Browning and, and Justin Hilliard and Tough Boylan and Pete Warner. Uh, what's it? Pete the meat? Is that Pete what it would be?
0: Peter. It's a working. It's a working Peter the nickname. meter? That
3: doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you then know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then you look at uh, Kayvon Pope, Dallas Gantt, and D- Taraja Mitchell all leaving after this year. So now that room is completely changing over. You have the injury to Mitchell Melton that, that's going to slow him down you have uh, a lot of just question marks. And so one of the things that Ohio State had going for it in the class of 2022 specifically was that it had three linebacker commitments already with McCullough, with C.J. Hicks, with Gabe Powers that all were seemingly pretty locked in. And now Al Washington has to play a little catch-up again and try to reestablish some relationships that he has in the last year, all but shut down because there was no decision. I
2: would guess when when McCullough's dad Got, yes, got that in, job.
0: Dana. They saw that I, writing I was, on the wall.
2: I went to Waterson. He's a, he's a bright guy. <laughs> I would guess that he probably started hmm. re-engaging with some other guys hmm. just – To make sure, hey, he's saying he's good, but he knows he's fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, there was
3: never a spot where they stopped looking at other guys. There was Jalen Walker, a a four-star linebacker out of North Carolina, but he then committed to Georgia. There's a kid named uh, Jihad Campbell down at the IMG Academy who was from New Jersey originally. They thought they were in a really good spot with, but he went down to IMG, and all of a sudden he doesn't like Ohio State at all anymore. Weird uh but hey no big deal um uh it's just there now they have to kind of go back to the board and the nice thing is that a lot of places where they traditionally have been looking to virginia's north carolinas uh some of these states are now playing spring football so now you have junior film finally and the evaluation process gets a whole lot easier when you can actually see these kids in their junior year as opposed to relying on what you saw uh between their freshman and sophomore year or sophomore film and sophomore film really doesn't matter
1: bob we uh We talked, obviously, about the spring game last week. As you look at that unit heading into the summer, what is your comfort level with it, given the injuries, given that relative lack of depth? And then the other part of that that I was curious about for you was how much you saw of that with the the bullet, if you're counting maybe Craig Young or Ronnie Hickman in there. Is that position better off than maybe it seems?
2: I I think it is because now you're really looking at those guys kind of filling two spots. Now, there'll be games when you're playing against Wisconsin – you know, the Iowa's, there's you know, some of those, now Illinois as well, depending on who you have. And most of them, thankfully, they're in the West, so those things kind of rotate. Uh, you know, we'll see who knows what Michigan's doing. They might be back to running Power I. Yeah. I it's just, who They're <laughs> it's back kind of, to getting five-star recruits. <laughs> you didn't hear about Who knows? Hick- but, like, that, those will be the games you'll go to a third linebacker. But I think a lot of them, it's going to be uh, Craig Young, like you said, Hickman. Um, yep. My guy, Court uh, Williams, yeah. Jailhouse, Court Real, Court Williams. And so you really only have to fill kind of two spots there. And so I think that that's going to help. You've got some veteran guys that can get it done. Dallas Gantt getting back is going to be huge because I think he's one of the guys that has a really good shot at that. But Cody Simon had a really good spring. It was great to see him in there playing well. So I think they're going to have enough because you're really going to need to have it funneled for two spots as opposed to that third until you get to some of those other games, potentially most of them in the western conference or western division
3: yeah as i talk to people uh, about that room specifically they're actually a lot more confident than we are on the outside looking in they really like tommy Eichenberg.
2: yeah he uh, played really uh, well
3: you know we'll call those wisconsin games we'll call those the tommy Eichenberg games because yeah. that's <laughs> when i think you'll really see him flash when you just kind of run downhill and, and hit people in the, in the hole um but you know you have cave pope who is very athletic and he's always flashed when he's had an opportunity to get on the field question with him is whether or not he can be consistent and do it on a down you know down in down out basis um to roger mitchell the light may be starting to come on a little bit from what i heard and they really do love craig young and whatever you position you have him in um and again unfortunately mitchell melton getting hurt is one that i think is may have a bigger impact
2: he is the best looking dude in that group Hands down. Well, I mean. Not handsome-wise. Yeah, that well, doesn't well, matter. To well, who, I mean, okay, so who, I th- who, put a, who I wins put that a, one then? Who's I, the I, most
0: handsome linebacker, Bob? I
2: mean, they all had helmets on, man, like when I was looking at them. I, mean, I, I was trying to stay away wearing masks. I mean, is it mask on or mask off? How does how do I judge them? Mask, for up? mask for safety. up. Mask up for the, safety. The mask
0: up will throw you for a loop uh, sometimes, though. Uh, they, take they take that mask down. Man. I mean, it's like Cody, a sweater.
2: Bob, <laughs> Cody
1: Simon is a, a mean-looking dude, too.
2: I mean, Yeah, he's smart. He's out there early on, like – his football family. He's from a great family. Great family. <laughs> great family. <laughs> elite family. Elite, elite. family. You would oh, say man. elite families. From, not, they're not great. They're elite. He's family. a Jersey kid. His brother plays. I think he's still at Notre Dame. Yep. I mean, reason Nor- – I'm like, how did we get him? They're like, well, Notre Dame said they were full. They weren't taking any linebackers in his class. i like – what? Looks like, <laughs> he looks, might want to
1: send another one packing. He's, he's
2: legit. I mean, he's got a great, great family. His brothers plays. He seems to check every box. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play this year, and that frankly, he probably could have played last year if it wasn't for the fact you had four seniors out there. Eichenberg, I, I liken him a little bit to just tough, but make him a little faster. Lichenberg. Or Lichenberg, you I yeah. like in Eichenberg. You <laughs> like We're losing it, folks. <laughs> there <laughs> we <laughs> go. I like in Eichenberg. The, the red alarms uh, are flashing. Uh, no.
0: Do you I have anything it. else on your mind? I yeah, want to know. Is is there any? And you guys may have talked about this in another I don't, show or something, no, but we save it all for. Is there a trans transfer portal linebacker that you like? There, or
3: well, we've talked about Henry Toto from mm-hmm. Tennessee. To Could I mean, you lure someone else into the portal? <laughs> I mean, why not? Must be no rules. Anything goes anymore. Um, But Henry Toto is the guy. I mean, the Buckeyes are involved. It's probably them or Alabama at this point.
2: And so that came down... Was it you that was talking about this? Someone the, the transfer rule potentially with the SEC. The, SCC, be,
3: the SEC has not officially taken back their rule. That says – I don't
2: know if they will. They're like the one. that you can't go from
3: that. You can't. Mm-hmm. That you can't play intermediate. Yeah, they don't care down there. That you can't play <laughs> can transferly. So they, they uh, the Alabama and a lot of schools are obviously trying to push for that because Alabama wants the rest of the SEC to be their feeder system. Uh, <laughs> Which is so, crazy because well, the they, the, they would be. They
1: want the rest of the country <laughs> to be their feeder but, system.
3: But you know, you you get this opportunity in Toto. I think what happened here is that when he initially entered the transfer portal, the very idea was I'm going to Alabama. Like that was kind of the thought. Uh, and then you still wait for the SEC rule to get amended, which it probably still will. But in these last three months, three and a half months, there get Be
2: lobbyists for that. How does that
3: work? I mean, just Nick says tell, Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick what, tells him what he wants. You say what is Nick? What do you want? Depends on how good your athletic director is. And then, uh, you know, so these last three and a half, four months has kind of given Al Washington a chance to get to know him. Al Washington did not recruit him out of high school when Al was at Michigan. Um, and so now you've – That wouldn't built- have made any sense.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. They don't, they don't recruit good players. He's a
3: good football player. So uh, <laughs> I, I, can, we, can we stay on task here? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Are we distracting you? Goodness gracious. The point is – So, Toto. There's been – a good four months of relationship building where they can talk to him pretty frequently. Um, they watch a lot of film together. They get an opportunity to, to go over the defense. The 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 buzz from the folks down the road is that they feel pretty good. Now, is he just biding his time and waiting for something to happen in the SEC? Maybe. Maybe he's changed his mind from what he initially thought, but there's still no hurry for him to make a decision because he has to finish up a semester of, of school anyway. Oh, so that's not happening
0: until okay. – uh,
3: So you're talking you know, sometime in May is what,
1: what – Oh, and if he wants happens? to check out the campus, right? He can't do that till June anyway. Till June. So, and that's that's not always a which is stupid.
3: <laughs> I mean, let's let's just call a spade a spade here. Why can yeah. why can a, a college transfer not come check out the darn school? Are we are we serious? But let's get real deep. I mean, Ohio State had go. signees in the 2021 class who were on campus for the spring game. These kids can get the, the weight program from Mick. They can talk to, they can sit in on every meeting via Zoom, but they can't meet the coaches when they come up to the spring game. Makes a lot of sense. You are stupid, <laughs> NCAA. What? what? Don't you say don't that you about you them. You, <laughs> you smirch, Mark. Bite ever. your
0: tongue. Wow. Golly. Sperm
1: stupid. just came down here. Del- what a hot take. People don't like
0: the NCAA. <laughs> what? What? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sizzling sizzling Sizzle.
3: Uh, so anyway my brother <laughs> is not a vampire I checked he actually called me on my oh, so it's not this morning okay. uh, and he was awake so he was awake at 1030 so he <laughs> clearly well, some
1: vampires go out in the sun haven't you seen twilight yeah I Yeah.
3: I mean or no. they just they, they darken <laughs> no. the house right and then no, they can ha- walk around no I haven't yes you have I've, is that everybody's are twilight
1: f- there are three females that live in your house you've seen twilight okay
3: wait that's that's the one with the sparkly vampires
2: right don't Bur- don't pretend like you don't know what Burm, it is. I'm going
0: to tell you this. During, oh, that is the one with the sparkly my, ones, isn't it? Yeah, during, I was thinking a different one.
2: <laughs> during my wife's quarantine, I had a bunch of time off of work. That I had to take it the end of the day at the end of the year, and I may have stumbled halfway into the first Twilight, whatever the heck the name that was. Twilight. There may have been a there may have been a marathon on that I may have subsequently recorded all five, the other four, and then watched over the next two days. No way that
0: was your first time watching it.
2: It was. I'd never seen. No that. way. I mean, I was still. I was trying to get my team. My team werewolf. What's his name? The uh, not the vampire. Team ja- Jacob. Jacob. Team Jacob. That was my. Is I was he uh, the werewolf? The, yeah. He's okay. That's the thing I wanted to join. I still wanted to be Team Jacob, but my wife said that that's not a thing anymore. So. What's the, the other
0: guy's name? Edward.
2: Edward. Edward. I'm gonna uh, full disclosure. So they're the colors. Sparkly vampire.
3: There is a time when I
2: watched half of the first
3: episode of what's that movie called? Blood. What is it? Blood Bloodsport. Blood blood, blood? No. What is? No. This. Twilight. Twilight. I was gonna say Blood Rain. <laughs> blood Rain. <laughs> that's a different genre <laughs> whatever um and I, I think i did watch like half of it and i was like routine. this is terrible but i do remember the sparkly vampires they were like shimmery right
0: and, like, and one girl I, in that movie was a great actress you can he's lying i don't I'm not, i've never watched beyond
2: the one half of that because i was like this is awful because vampires shouldn't sparkle well that's when they're like <sighs> melting i guess in the sun so what was what You plan, have to just suspend what? Here's the one thing. When I watch a movie, the skin of talk about You're thinking True Blood. About, true Blood. Well, that's well, that's what what you're thinking. Yeah, true Blood yeah. was good now. True
3: Blood Rain. Yeah. <laughs> true Blood. True Blood was entertaining at least. Yeah. You have to suspend. Well, oh, there was rain. a big
1: difference between what <laughs> yeah, you could be better see better, with brain. True Blood. Well, yeah, exactly. And Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: big difference. You just have to suspend all Thoughts of reality and all concepts that we have bounds with what we're able to physically do. Open your mind, berm Yeah, I do that when I watch (laughs) movies like that. And if they tell me it's possible, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to say I'm living in an alternate universe. sparkly vampires. That's that's
1: how I don't know what brought this up, but this is how I like the show
0: to end with. (laughs) Because his brother, because you know that's when it needs to end. Yeah, complete
2: (laughs) madness. He is (laughs) not Joe Birmingham, the Joe Birmingham who coached the Cleveland Naps. I didn't even was, know
0: the Cleveland Indians were called the Cleveland
2: Naps. Well, and I asked Charikarp, my resident Indians uh, historian, I was like, Where, what is the NAP? Where did that come from? I guess their best player before that was Napoleon something. Napoleon <laughs> Bonaparte? Basically. <laughs> they wow. just Napoleon said, hey, Bonaparte. this was You're the, the conver- best
0: player on our team. We're going to name the team after you. We had a conversation like on Bre- the morning juice. Like the Browns, <laughs> like if <to> the
1: ownership.
3: <laughs> That's true. We had a conversation on the morning juice that went a little... Uh, like this, you don't say you <laughs> this don't morning, say. and so I just want to that happen a lot, Bob. <laughs> What's uh, going i Wonder on?
1: what the common theme is there. <laughs> hey, I hope you learned something on Letterman Live this week, whether it was about vampires or uh, the NFL draft or the Ohio State Buckeyes and the bullet or no recruiting. We covered a lot of ground on this particular episode, and you can do that anytime. Come hang out with us on Mondays if you want, uh, and come on Appetizer Tuesday for mm-hmm. fried mushrooms tomorrow. I know Jay Z is taking home all of oh, these yeah. tonight. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us uh, in the Letterman Lounge. Jets Jeremy Birmingham, Justin Zwick, and Bobby Carpenter. I am just Austin Ward. We'll see you right back here next week for Letterman Live at Roosters.